This episode of the Insurance Coffee House is sponsored by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies and brokers in the UK and across the United States. Visit insurance-search.com for more details. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House Global InsureTech Series. I'm Nick Hoadley, and each week you can join me as I interview leading InsureTech executives from around the world. We will be learning about the different InsureTech technologies and finding out how they can be a benefit to both insurance brokers and carriers when it comes to delivering for your customers. We'll also be learning about the different career opportunities available to insurance leaders within the InsureTech space and what benefits that can give to your career. I hope you enjoy the show. This week, I'm joined by Michael Kavanagh, who is the Vice President of InsureTech Growth at Boost Insurance. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thanks for having me. Michael, it's a pleasure to have you join us today. I'm looking forward to finding out more about Boost Insurance. Before we get on to that, though, could you give our listeners a bit more of an insight into your career background and your career journey today? Yeah, so I joined Boost a little over a year ago. Uh, kind of made the move to the the dark side of insurance in the insure tech world. And you know before that, I was a broker for twelve years, placing professional management liability for a small Berkshire Hathaway broker uh, out of Philadelphia. My background before I got into insurance was actually computer science. So I've been placing tech and cyber it was a natural progression back to two thousand and eight. I guess that would technically make it the the old days or the the OG of cyber liability. But yeah, it's really been focused on tech and cyber and emerging risks, emerging exposures, and kind of, you know, led that progression to the insure tech space. So the, the subject matter seems like a very natural progression for you. But how does it compare working for an insure tech compared with a traditional broker? I think there's a lot more opportunity to innovate. You know, in my last company, we really did. We focused on, you know, building a company. I started, I was employee number six there and really took advantage of building out a company. Uh, I was more the traditional space yeah. with if your regular wholesaler. You know, we had a focus, we had a niche, but from the insure tech side, there's a lot of opportunity to innovate and bring in different experience uh, levels and backgrounds. I think one thing we do very well at Boost and then from what I've seen in other insure techs, bring in individuals with diverse backgrounds that aren't including insurance. I mean, most people fall into insurance as it is. I mean, I meant to get into insurance, but for the people that just fall in there, you know, it's great to bring them in and have that kind of insight and that experience that kind of, uh, you know, it helps develop the company, I think. Brilliant. As we are in the insurance coffee house day, I know we've been talking about coffee of choice already this morning. So perhaps you can explain to the listeners your coffee of choice today. So lately, it's been more of a, a lot of coffee, some espresso and almond milk, but now it's, you know, it's just waking you up, but I've been trying new things. So today it's just been, you know, coffee, a couple shots of espresso and some almond milk in there. And then I blend it up with a little something I got on uh, Amazon Prime Day to, uh, you know, froth it up and make it a little interesting. But yeah, just trying to mix it up. Yeah, and I'll, I'll certainly be giving that a go, Michael. That's for sure. Michael, if you could give us a bit more of a snapshot on the business, where it is now, 
and what you're what you're looking to achieve there. Yeah, so Boost is kind of an interesting role within the insurance industry, within the insure tech space. We really try to find a way to kind of get insurance out there. We almost kind of the comparisons we'll see is almost insurance infrastructure as a service. Where we fit into the mix is trying to be kind of like that plaid for insure tech, where we allow people who have an idea or want to start selling insurance to come to the table and we facilitate that, you know, the product development. We have, uh, you know, in-house capacity. We have a reinsurance facility set up in-house to help place new business. We do all of the research and development on the insurance products ourselves. That includes the filing, the compliance, all the boring stuff from the insurance side. And then we mix it in with the tech. So a very large portion of what we do is really finding a way to integrate the insurance process with any front end. You know, our platform is API based. It's 100% quote bind issue so that really anybody, whether it's an insurance intermediary, digital platform, or chuck in a truck who wants to sell insurance can find a way to really distribute that through their website or kind of meet people where they want to be met. You know, luckily we just had a, you know, we just announced our series Bing. So we've had a lot of success kind of, you know, expanding of the space and we're looking to keep that going. That's fantastic. It's yes, exciting times at the moment. Congratulations on that series B funding. That's very impressive. So if we can talk more about the offering that you provide to insurtechs or MGAs, your target market there, what are the key benefits? What are the solutions that you're providing to them? Yeah, so I can actually kind of bring in some story from my past life, as we'll say, was really as a wholesaler, I kind of focused on possibly creating programs, creating opportunities to really, you know, bind a lot of business from the broker side. Uh, in that, I worked to create a program for personal line cyber. It took me three years to build through a combination of Lloyd's brokers, getting capacity, developing the forms, figuring out the rates, which, you know, at the time was pretty much throwing a dart against the board figuring out where it landed. Uh, then working with the tech to build a front end and really the distribution network. It took me three years. At the end of the day, it didn't necessarily work out because the company didn't really come from the insurance side. They didn't understand the timeline. That is something that we could have done, done at Boost in nine months, nine to 12 months. So what we've done is try to imagine that or take that process that I went through and saw what I felt was a great idea, die on the vine, and combine that all in-house from the, again, the development of the forms, the placement of the reinsurance, the use of a fronting carrier, underwriting guidelines, and the technology. All of it is in-house, almost a full stack uh, insurance process that really resonated me, with me when I, I kind of made the move over to Boost, having gone through that, uh, kind of the pain of that, that process. But yeah, we really look to make it easy. We look to get people you know, the opportunity to have their ideas go out to the marketplace. And, and do you provide that to businesses purely in the United States or internationally as well? For the time being, we are limited to the U.S. So we're working directly with uh, within the United States. We have not expanded uh, yet, I'll say. Michael, how do, how do you see the insurance market changing? With everything that you're seeing there at Boost, how do you see the insurance market changing over the next five years, what what type of businesses do you think are going to be successful during this month? Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately, I think it's, I mean, the one comparison I have is ultimately the gold rush in California, 
a long time ago. The ultimate, the gold rush was getting it that out there. You know, everybody was running around trying to get that and all them whatnot. It's the insure tech space we have today. I think, you know, we are all riding that wave. We've seen developments within the industry that allow, you know, people to buy insurance in tons of different ways. Um, what we're all trying to figure out is who's selling the picks and pants. Who's the one selling the Levi's? Because those are the companies that help build that infrastructure so that it can succeed long-term. I think that's where Boost kind of fits that mold. Um, but I think what we'll see over the next five years is people kind of building out that infrastructure beyond just one individual successful MGA, being able to meet people where they want to be met when they want to buy insurance, finding alternative distribution methods. Uh, there's going to be a lot of creativity that we've seen you know, potentially in like the personal line space with auto and homeowners and some of the, I guess, old school insure techs, you might say, which is still relatively recent, but really moving into the commercial line space as well. There's a lot of opportunity there. And what are Boost's ambitions over the next few years? You, you've just got your Series B funding. What, what are your plans with that? And what, what are you looking to grow Aside from world domination of the insure tech space, uh, now it's really just expanding the business and being able to kind of work with a broad, broad range of partners, find a way to develop some products that are new and really push the envelope. Um, you know, we're going to keep doing one product we have right now is a startup management liability program where we've been able to look at the current underwriting process, which is slow. You know, it's painstaking, it's tracking down a lot of documents that have to be shared and reviewed with people who aren't inherently trained on financials. What we've done has been able to take that and kind of look at alternative data points, find a way to make it more programmatic. Kind of programmatic is the, the buzzword that we use around Boost all the time. We try to find a way to make products, regardless of how complex, make them almost binary in nature. You know, and we're going to keep doing that so that it either fits or it doesn't. We're going to try to limit the touch points because there's a lot of insurers that are looking to move quickly and looking to become successful businesses. Um, you know, really, I think we're just looking to expand and find different ways to accomplish that goal. Now you seeing um, in the market, obviously there's, there are a lot of MGAs being created right now. There's a lot of specialism in the market, a lot of niche practices. Is that, is that growth area really something you're looking to capitalize on? Yeah. I think there's a lot of a lot of movement. I mean, insurance itself is an old industry, 300 plus years. It really hasn't changed all that much in comparison to how innovation has been done or accomplished. So what we've done, and I think what the industry has done is really rely on the MGAs as of late to really drive that innovation. They've been able to take different perspectives. And part of that is because they're not bearing the risk. You know, so they get to take those leaps and see if it works. Uh, throw spaghetti against the wall and see if it sticks almost. But I think that MGA space is really moving to drive innovation. Um, that was really driven on or focused on product innovation, which has been phenomenal. We've seen a lot of changes, especially in the cyberspace, which is something near and dear to my heart. We've seen a lot of product innovation. I think we're moving towards underwriting innovation now, being able to find a better way to pick a risk so that they will qualify or find a way to, you know, get people in the right bucket so they can become a better risk. You know, that's really where I think I see the MGA space going is really trying to become proactive on the risk management or the risk selection you know, process. You're so really they can justify all the innovative products we created. 
yeah, and really enabling them to do that as, as the insurance market evolves, which I think is fantastic. Mark, we now turn to the espresso round. The questions are short, sharp and straight to the point. I know we've discussed your, your Turkish coffee this morning. You ready for a shot of espresso? Yeah, very much so. The espresso round. Michael, what percentage of your employees at Boost are from an insurance background compared to non-insurance background? I'd say 75% of the people at Boost do not have an insurance background. It definitely adds to the kind of diversity and the kind of diversity of thought over here. You know, really attacking from different angles, but it's a pretty significant portion. Of those 25%, what value can a high-performing insurance career like the one that you've enjoyed yourself, what value can that bring to your business? You know, it really brings a lot of experience and expertise in the legacy side. I think if you get too wrapped up in innovating and being creative, sometimes you lose an idea of how the insurance industry really works. And that's both on you know, the carrier side and as a broker, as a retail agent, everybody operates differently. So kind of where we see a lot of success is people that have worked hard to understand all different facets of the industry itself. You know, I mean, there's a very different mentality between a broker and an underwriter. Uh, you know, you got to every now and then you got to take a little risk. And sometimes underwriters don't lend themselves well to taking that risk, whereas brokers do. So, you know, finding that middle ground is definitely beneficial, I think, in this space. Absolutely. And in terms of personalities, what personalities best suit the working environment there? Really, I'd say hungry. Hunger is a big thing. Somebody who doesn't necessarily mean hunger to buy business, hunger to learn everything. It's kind of a combination. Uh, my last company, like I said, I was employee number six. It was a grind. You know, you are doing everything. Same to boost. You know, we're a startup. It's, it's grind. It's very much focused on building something special and realizing that you are have an opportunity to be a part of that. Uh, so we like to you know, find people and work with people that see that opportunity so that we can all kind of work together to grow the, the future in the company in kind of a shared direction. So is it very important for you that you're working with someone who can bend several plates, wear several different hats, someone who really wants to get stuck into the business, very different from a corporate environment? Very much so. I think it takes a different type of mentality to work at a startup, right, wrong, or indifferent. It's understanding that, hey, there's going to be things that you just don't know how to do, but you're going to need to do and figure it out pretty quickly. There's a lot of things that I do on the on my daily basis that I probably learned earlier that day or the day before or over the last year. Regardless of how long you've been in the industry, there's always going to be certain things that you need to pick up. And I think priority on education is really big in being successful in both this company and, you know, insurance checks in general. So, yeah, it's going to be able to balance all that. Absolutely. And what opportunities can you provide there to for a high-performing insurance talent? What are the opportunities for growth that you can provide to someone like that? I mean, really an opportunity. I mean, like I said, we just got Series B, so we're looking to go and grow and bring on a lot of people. So there's a lot of opportunities to really get involved in all aspects of the business. That's everything from joining the growth team to really kind of distribute the products, the insurance team to help develop the different products work in the filing. We have opportunities across the entire company to really kind of take this thing to the next level. Perfect timing on that front where we really can kind of bring on who we need to bring on to execute that vision. 
quite boostify, as we say. You boostify for your clients, but you can also boostify it for your employees' careers and uh, their career journey as well. Exactly. Great, great. When you do recruit from the insurance industry, what are the skills and experience that you see lacking sometimes that maybe might benefit someone who's in that corporate world but is lacking for a startup technology business like yours? I think, and my answer to stuff like this is generally boring. It's about education. You know, it's not so much, it's somebody who wants to go out there figure things out a mindset that really drives like learning new things because you know again as a broker you have to know a little about a lot or find a focus so a lot of times in the industry we focus on a very small portion of what we're good at what we want to grow from the carrier side underwriters their entire job is to evaluate risk you know a startup is inherently risky so trying to find somebody with that underwriting mentality that desire to learn who is willing to take that risk, I think is vital. It's a select group within the industry. You know, I've talked to friends over the years and I can say just from those conversations that there's, it's a hard person to find that is willing to take that leap, if you will. Yeah, it's very interesting what you say there about underwriters and people working within the insurance industry. They certainly do underwrite the risk of an opportunity and they, they balance out the opportunity and perhaps the risk involved. From my perspective, when we work for insurtechs and they're looking to bring people in from insurance brokers or carriers, I ask them to weigh that up actually with what the risk is of their, their own business. I mean, just because you work for a, a global corporate insurance business doesn't mean that there's no risk on that side. And, you know, we often see shutdown of offices, we see relocations, we see business lines being ended. So career and job security in, in some of those larger organizations is no means safer than for a smaller startup company. Definitely. If there are any insurance leaders out there now considering a move into the insure tech space, what preparation should they be doing to make that switch or that transfer a successful one? I mean, I'd say understand the tech part of insure tech, you know, go through and try to learn. There's a reason it's insure tech. We got to figure out a way to understand where that technology comes into play and how that tech can make the insurance industry better. You know, really believing that there is a way to make this industry better. Not that it's, you know, a bad industry at all by any stretch of the imagination. It allows for a lot of things, but finding a way to incorporate the technology to make it more efficient, look at it from a different perspective, take on different challenges. So really understand the tech and what people are trying to do in the marketplace. It's, you know, it's a small industry by far. I mean, the, the technology that people are utilizing is innovative and it's it's new it's there's a lot of opportunities to really learn from what's going on out there and again back to the boring explanation of educating educating yourself educating learn everything you can it's all about education and that's certainly what we hope to do with this podcast but i think you make a great point now i think a lot of insurance people moving into the tech space see themselves as obviously a great value it could potentially be a great asset to that insure tech business with their insurance background but like you say you know they are actually a technology company they need to understand the technology they need to live and breathe it as well as having the insurance understanding and the relationships on that side as well so i think that's a fantastic point michael before we finish today do you have one piece of closing advice for our listeners and how would anybody at a looking to start up an MGA or um, be interested in working with Boost? How would they go about contacting you after the show? 
Yeah, I mean, in terms of recommendations or suggestions, I would definitely say look for an opportunity. Look to take on that challenge. I think that's definitely something that I did moving from, I mean, we're a Berkshire Hathaway company to a startup, you know, be willing to take that risk, you know, and risk is the name of the game in insurance and being willing to take that risk and learn everything you can. I mean, I focused on technology. I got back to that computer science. I went out and learned everything I could. I became a certified ethical hacker to kind of bring that expertise to the table when selling cyber. You know, it's really, it's learning everything you can, attacking it from different angles and figuring out how you can bring something new to the table, even if it's just for yourself, not even just sell something extra. It's just about becoming a better insurance professional just by understanding all that. In terms of reaching out, reach me by email. It's mike at boostinsurance.io. I got very lucky to sign on pretty early to Boost. My last email address was about 32 characters because it's M. (laughs) Kavanaugh. So yeah, it's just pretty easy. Mike at boostinsurance.io. There's no Mike number two just yet. There is a Michael. I was afraid there was going to be another Mike. Michael, yes. Yeah, so Mike at boostinsurance.io, or you can find us on our website, boostplatform.io. Brilliant. Thank you, Michael. And thank you so much for your time today. I think it's been really educational, not only to find out more about the opportunities that you are providing at Boost and enabling the insurance industry, but also what advice that you have for people looking to make this similar transition as you've made in your career. So thanks very much for your time today. Thanks for having me. You got it. To all the insurance and insurtech leaders out there, wherever you're listening around the world, we thank you for tuning in and sure you would have gained a lot of insights and great advice from Mike today. If you do enjoy the show, please remember to download and subscribe to the pod so you receive each one of our episodes into your podcast app each week. Until next time, I've been Nick Hoadley. This has been the Insurance Coffee House InsurTech series. Take care. You've been listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time to hear more insights and inspiring success stories to help you become a better insurance business leader. Available to download or subscribe now.